Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft and I'm here with Jake Jackman who's going to talk me through his big wins and surprises from the Championship's most recent games. Yeah, it was a, it was a good good round of games um, as they always are at this point. I think the biggest surprise for me has got to be Millwall going away and beating Nottingham Forest 3-0. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that, that that would probably be one that you'd wanted to talk about as well, especially as it was 3-0 at half time. It was Quite a quite a convincing first half shown from Mill. I thought that, especially in the first half, that they wanted it to be quite an open game. You know, chances at both ends, especially in the first sort of ten fifteen minutes, and it felt like that they didn't mind going toe to toe Nottingham Forest and fancied themselves. Um, and it turns out that that they were right to do so. They, um, I think, in the second half, Nottingham Forest had a lot of chances, a lot of possession, but they weren't really creating any clear cut opportunities and managed to see it through quite well. Uh, and it was quite a big one for Millwall. Um, as they're pushing on for that playoff position, they've, they've had a few draws, a few losses recently, dropped points at home where you would have fancied them and to go away and, and beat one of the top six like they did in such a convincing fashion is only going to be positive for them. Um, so that was that was slightly surprising, but I thought that if if you've been watching Millwall since Gary Rout has come in, they're capable of this um, and they were just sort of waiting for that one game where it all clicked together and I think that came um, on Friday night and I think that they're definitely a team that's suited um, to play away from home, so um, which is unlike Millwall teams of the past, but I think that that, that was best shown on Friday. Um, another one that um, I guess was a little bit of a surprise is QPR going away to Preston. I thought, QPR, yeah, definitely. Yeah, QPR we rated very highly on this podcast at the start of the season. We, we tipped them as maybe having the the talent to go in and compete for the uh, the playoffs. So scoring a lot of goals, it was always entertaining to watch them. Then it, it just sort of didn't go for them, and they got to that point where their season was middling out and there wasn't much to much to play for um and now they've they've won three out of their last six haven't lost in six now and they six points off the playoffs and you know you'd think with nine years to go that's probably a little bit too much but with the form that the teams above them are showing i mean preston currently in six have lost four of their last five including that game to qpr so you'd think that maybe it's not it's not beyond the realms of possibility that they can uh go on and maybe push up the table uh, and I think the likes of Derby and Swansea will be thinking the same. Um, but yeah, I thought the QPR were really good. They're just such a good team to watch when it all clicks as they and Bright Samuel being the two um, that are obviously most fun to watch with the, with the dribbling ability they both have um, as they get in a goal and assist and Bright Samuel getting two assists at the weekend. So another good performance from them. Um, it's quite a sound defensive one from, from QPR as well. They didn't concede too many shots. Um, and to go away and win at Preston, who are normally so good at home, it's a huge result at this point of the uh, season. I think it's probably even more damaging for Preston um, with Cardiff and Mill getting those wins. It, it's, it's a little bit of a worry, their form. Um, 
yeah, they were the two big ones for me. Uh, I'm sure you probably want to touch on a few nearer the bottom of the table. Yeah, I have got a few more. I think the ones you've picked out, though, um, probably the biggest surprise was Millwall's 3-0 win at Forest. Didn't see that coming. Um, but what that's done is bring all the teams in the top of the table. It's made made the gap even shorter, like you've said, between, you know, 13 and 6 and, you know, the the playoff fight continues which which is always good but yeah touching on a few other games I think that you know Middlesbrough's 1-0 win away at Charlton we said when we talked about this uh, last week um, or the week before that you know these type of games are six pointers now and you know that's put Charlton I believe in the relegation zone for the first time this season uh, on 39 points in 22nd position and it keeps Middlesbrough two points above and I didn't expect if I'm honest for uh, Middlesbrough to keep a clean sheet in that game and you know there's there's no denying that they could have gone there and won but to keep a clean sheet they'll be pleased with that and you know I know Middlesbrough are still looking over the shoulders like I keep saying um, but that's a huge win for them the other one down there as well is even though Stoke seem to be doing fantastically well at the minute and they are climbing the table now in 17th uh, beating Hull 5-1 which was uh, one of the games of the weekend um, this, they're still only three points off the relegation zone as well it just like the top the bottom seems to be chopping and changing also uh, so that was a, a huge win for them uh, a couple more obviously Brentford thrash Sheffield Wednesday 5-0 we know that Brentford are capable of, capable of turning it on um, every now and again and with Wednesday being on the slump that they're on only winning two games um, in the league since the turn of the year then that was maybe no surprise that Brentford won but even 5-0 is, is, is a huge win for you know, any team in this division. Um, and and same goes, you know, for Derby. I really didn't expect Derby to win 3-0 against Blackburn. That was a huge win for them. In fact, you know, m- many people before the game I saw was tipping Blackburn to probably nick that one. And that had put him in sixth position at the time. Uh, but obviously with that loss, that keeps Derby in playoff contention as well just above QPR who you mentioned Jake um there were a point above them sat in 12 on 51 points but that that's only five point gap now to six in you know Preston occupy that spot like we've mentioned so some real real big key moments I think from these weekend games that has really made the table turn on its head in parts like we said the playoff and, and, and the relegation fight so yes uh, definitely some big wins and surprises but yeah do you want to talk me through your players of the week yeah I think it's quite easy um, to pick a few from this weekend Matt Smith has got to be the the pick of the bunch obviously getting, yeah, he has, yeah. getting three goals in the first half to, to take that game away from Nottingham Forest um, to get a hat-trick any, any, against anyone in championship is a good achievement but do it against a team um, in the top six uh, shows his qualities in this Millwall's um, attacking lineup. he was so dominant in the air um, that I got in front of me he won, he won 14 aerial duels during the game so that just shows the qualities he brings just so so good in the air and he was an absolute handful to deal with uh, throughout the night for, for Forrest um, so yeah it's a big big performance for him we could obviously talk about um, Eze every week in this section. He was quality again, yeah. goal and assist, as I, as I spoke about before. I thought um, Louis Sibley had a good game for Derby. Um, he obviously got into a bit of a, a set two with um, in the, in the week in the, in the Manchester United game. He, he was he was showing his fiery character. Then yesterday he got his um, 
big goal, uh, which was a great strike for an 18-year-old. And, and Derby have got a lot of good young players coming through now. They obviously did very well in, in various youth competitions this season. And now they're all getting a chance in the first team. And uh, Knight, Bird and Sibley all look good. But Sibley was the one yesterday that stood out of his goal. Um, was a great strike. If you haven't seen it, you should go and seek that one out. Um, and yeah, I, I think I'll probably go slightly odds uh, for the next couple um, before I let you pick out your best performance. I thought, I thought we, if you go down to the um, Swansea game, Swansea West Brom, I thought that all of the back four for um, Swansea were excellent. I thought Roden uh, mm. and Cabango were very good at centre back. I thought Carl Norton had a very good game. Uh, limited. Um, West Brom to just one shot on target, which is just a great achievement. Um, and it was just a, a show of what a good sort of team unit Swansea are at the back. Something they maybe don't get as much credit for. Um, but it, it was, again, just, just an issue, the big issue for them has got to be um, not being able to win games. They've just drawn too many and that's seen them sort of fall down to 11th position. But it was a good performance for them and, and to take a point against West Brom was, was huge. I thought their defenders were excellent. Had a few games recently where they've conceded a few, conceded two against Blackburn last week, conceded four against Hull in what was that crazy 4-4 draw that um, even Friday evening a few weeks back. But no, it's a good defensive performance from them. Hopefully they'll be able to build on it. Yeah, you've uh, obviously picked a few players out there. I'm glad that you've picked out Swansea's defence as well because on my list, I've, I've got players who scored all the goals on the assists. So obviously Matt Smith, Eze are on my list. Um, I'm going to pick out a couple of Stoke players. I think Sam Klukas and Nick Powell both managed to get braces in that 5-1 win against Hull. Um, but not only in this game, I think that they've been quite influential since Michael O'Neill's come in. And we know that Klukas and Powell are both very, very good at this level. And they, you know, like I've said already that they've managed to score two goals apiece at the weekend and they were you know their performance was fantastic so I wanted to mention both of those uh, grabbing those goals there a couple more players De Silva for Brentford had a fantastic game in that 5-0 win against Sheffield Wednesday uh, but another player as well getting an assist uh, Ben Rama we keep saying how how good of a player he is in the championship and, and one of the best. And he proved that again on Saturday. Uh, and then Derby's win. Uh, you know, I can't not mention uh, Chris Martin. He's very inconsistent with the goals, uh, but sometimes, yes, he can switch it on. I know he got a hat-trick of assists against Sheffield Wednesday uh, previously in the month. Uh, now he's managed to score two goals in the 3-0 win against Blackburn. I know one was a penalty, uh, but he's having a, a great couple of weeks, so I thought I'd mention him also. Uh, but ultimately, for me, I think if you had to pick what one player, it was it was the player you mentioned first, Jake, would be Matt Smith with his hat-trick inside the 36 minutes there at Nottingham Forest. Uh, but that takes us into the topics. Uh, so I'm just going to ask you, Jake, a simple question, really. Do you fear that everything that's going on with the coronavirus as such, that um, many EFL games may have to be played behind closed doors? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's, it's a bit of a worry, really. Um, we're seeing what's going on um, in Italy and Syria. They've got um, games being played behind closed doors. They're... Um, I think there's some sort of pressure to, to cancel all sport up until April. Um, might include Syria, so it might be the league gets suspended. Um, they're obviously a lot more advanced in the coronavirus than the UK at the moment, but it, it is a building problem. Um, and politicians will are going to have to take action at, at some point if it does continue to to grow. Um, 
it seems listening to to government officials or you know you listen to Boris Johnson or you listen to the culture secretary they seem to be quite against closing off sporting events seeming that you know if if fans aren't in the ground they're going to go to the pub and is that a mm. is that a worse environment to spread disease probably so it'd be interesting to see how um how they I think it's something that might happen eventually I don't think it's imminent in the next couple of weeks but I think it's probably going to happen at some point um it's quite an easy thing for the government to do to sort of um, ease, uh, sort of to, to look good, to, to see that like they're doing something to do that. Um, but yeah, be be interested if they do and, and how it will affect things. Who's who will cover the finances? If they, you know, if you, um, will will um, the leagues start broadcasting more games online? Is Sky is Sky gonna. Make more games mm, available. That's a good so point. The, the yep. three o'clock kickoffs will they now be shown? Um, say if a Wigan fan has got a season ticket and he, he's you know got every right to watch the games, even if it it can't be in the stadium, there's got to be some sort of provision made available for them to watch it. But yeah, the thing, things are big in sport sometimes, and if that's what they think, that's what the experts think will help stop this and and sort of limit the the impact, then something that might happen but I don't think it's imminent at this point and, and yeah it's, it's only going to cause bigger issues such as people going to the pub to watch football which is probably what people would do yeah I agree with what you said there I think it's a case that you know first and foremost you know health and safety of people is you know at the front of people's minds and you know sport always comes second uh, particularly football when it comes to things like this um, and I don't think we're at the stage yet where we will be playing behind closed doors but you know it, give it another month let's say that could happen we're probably lucky that it is getting to the to the end or, or towards the end of the season really there's there's only about eight eight weeks left to play as such i know there's there's still cup competitions and european competitions to be played and you know there's there's also the euros in the summer which you know is is an is another topic that god knows what will happen with that um but it, it was just interesting that i i will listen to Sky Sports earlier actually and Kieran Maguire who has the Price of Football podcast and I found it interesting that he was basically saying if if games were played behind closed doors it, it would be the teams in the EFL that suffered uh, because obviously of TV rights you know the Premier League teams and, and the worldwide coverage even if that was played behind closed doors it would potentially still be on TV and you know there's, there's a lot of money involved there and it's yeah, it, it'd be the lower teams that suffer uh, essentially, and you know that's always been the case in in any scenario, not just as this, but you know that that the lower teams uh, or, or the lower league teams are the ones that are always punished. So it could be a case that you know it doesn't bode well for the future. But at the at this stage, I think it's like you say, it's it's very much a waiting game. Um, all we can do is make. You know, wait for the government to to make decisions and 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 see what happens from there. But I think it's yeah, it's it's not panic mode as yet. But it's just it's obviously walking into the unknown as such to to see what happens in this, this next two, three, four weeks. And and obviously as as we continue to record, um, there might be a, an update on on each on each week and and each occasion. And and like you said, it's it's happened in Italy already where they're playing behind closed doors. So um, if it comes to that, then then so be it. But for the time being, uh, we continue as normal and and keep appearing at football matches and and supporting our clubs. So uh, hopefully things improve uh, sooner rather than later and we we can move on from this topic. Uh, But moving on to the next topic, Jake, 
we've talked already about all the big wins and surprises from the the weekend games and how the tables flipped on its head again and and you know many teams moving positions whether that's up or down do you think that this season either the automatic promotion fight or, or the playoffs uh, or the relegation fight will go down to the last day what how do you feel about that millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I don't think the automatics were. I think that Leeds and West Brom are going to take those two spots um, and we'll probably do it with some games to spare. Um, mm-hmm. If there was a team that was emerging, winning games and putting pressure on and closing the gap, then, then maybe I'd question that, but there isn't really. Um, even Fulham, who are, who are behind, who have got two wins out of six. It's, it's not like they're, they're tearing down the door. Brentford were the team that I thought might do it, but they've only won one in their last six. That coming at the weekend, a good victory, but 10 points now between them and West Brom. It's a, it's a lot to make up in nine games. So, yeah, I think those two are going to go for it. I think the playoffs are where it could get interesting. Um, I think for me, I only see Fulham and Brentford being secure in those spots, um, even though Brentford have only got a five-point lead. I think that they've got the quality yeah. to see it through. Um so I wouldn't be too worried about them. Forest and Preston, I'm not too sad about them keeping the spots. But again, there's not a team really emerging with that form to make me think that they could be the ones to take it. Um, but so yeah, I think that it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of losing. There's going to be a lot of teams going into those fifth and sixth spots. And it'll, I think it'll, there'll be a lot of change before the end of the season. So that one, I think, will go to the final day. Um, and I think the relegation battle might... Um, I think we might... Um, touching it a little bit later but this weekend Hull and Cholton are playing against each other that's going to be huge you know Hull need to win that game really and so did Cholton um is a huge one for what's going on at the bottom um if Cholton win it I think that maybe it might go it might go to the last day the relegation battle but I think that Luton and Barnsley are gone and I think Cholton could quickly join them making the three promoted teams going straight back down so I think this weekend's a big one for me in in that respect, Luton as well. Um, at home against Preston and uh, Barnsley away to QPR. So be interesting to see how it goes. I think Luton and Barnsley need to start winning games against like like now they don't have much time. Um, but yeah, and if 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 Cholton win at the weekend, I think it might go to the wire. But if Hull get a win, I think we might see some distance get put between the rest of the clubs and those bottom three. Yeah, I'm tending to agree with you there. I think that the top two will go up. Leeds and West Brom for me. I think they've they've done enough now. There's there's that six point gap from Fulham, um, and, and when you're on form like like both teams are, I know West Brom lost um, 
quite recently and then and then they drew obviously with with Swansea but I still think they've got the quality and, and other than that one big dip that Leeds United and West Brom had about three four weeks ago they've you know they've, they've been pretty consistent since then and you've only got to look at Leeds United now one five out of five I think yeah this time round or this this season round we can say that Leeds are going to do it and, and West Brom should do it um, I think yeah there's there's too big a gap between you know that those teams and Fulham and Brentford. And I think Fulham and Brentford, again, will be two teams in the playoffs. I think they should secure it. Again, there's just that inconsistency with with Forest, Preston, the Bristol City. Millwall are doing really well at the minute and, you know, they could potentially catch them, as could Cardiff. And and, and like we said, there's still Blackburn, Swansea, Derby, QPR still in it um, in many ways. So, uh, yes, that could go down to the wire in terms of the playoff, like you mentioned. And then at the bottom, again, it's... It's a case of that, yeah, I think that the, you know, I'm not saying all three teams will go down to the last day. I really do think now it's got to the stage where you've got to consider Barnsley and Luton are probably going to go down, like you just mentioned. Uh, they've given it a really good fight. You know, Barnsley have have won three of the last five, but then, you know, just lost two on the bounce. So that's kept them at the bottom of the table on 34 points. But, you know... Other teams around there, you know, Wigan have done really, really well of late. Uh, won three out of the last four, drawing the other one. Middlesbrough managed to get that huge win against Charlton, which is, like I touched on, put Charlton in 22nd. I, I still got this feeling that the inconsistency of Hull, you know, Middlesbrough, Charlton, that, yeah, that really could go down to the last day. I mean, Hull are basically in, in free fall. Um They've got the worst form in the league. We talked about what a difference Bowen and Grzykian make uh, about a month ago when when they left. And yeah, they've lost five games out of the last six. So they've suddenly come into the mix, haven't they, this last four weeks where it could be Hull City that go down uh, come the end of the season. So they really need to pull the finger out. But at the same time, I feel a bit sorry for them with, with the players that they did lose in January. But yeah, I'm going to stick that. Leeds United and West Brom do go up and could do it with games to spare. Uh, the playoff chase, again, that that's anybody's could go down to the last day. And, and I think that the relegation fight will do as well. Uh, but that takes us into thoughts and feelings, Jake, if you want to just pick a club of your choice and, and discuss away. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go for um, Preston for this one. Um, obviously, you mentioned them a little bit earlier, and um, yeah, four losses out of five now, and, and, and it's starting to look a bit worrying for them. I think last year at this time, I was quite fancy in Preston for the playoffs from from a lot lower down. And this year, they're currently occupying that sixth playoff spot, but difficult to get behind them um, after after what has been. It has been a difficult run for them. Um, to be fair, um, in the last five, they've had Millwall, West Brom, Fulham, and QPR, um, with um, with a win against Hull. But then everybody's sort of beating Hull at the moment. So that's, I'm not sure you can read too much into that. And it's it's just the goals they concede, and they you know they concede two against West Brom, two against Fulham, three against QPR, uh, a pressing team that has been pretty solid for for most of the season and starting to to now ship goals to quite some regularity and, and the the big disappointment on at the weekend was that they QPR went down to ten men shortly after they equalised and, and even with ten men yeah. they managed to go and score another two goals 
at Deepdale against Preston, uh, a team in sixth, which is just quite remarkable. Obviously, I think QPR have got some players that maybe suit playing on the break, and and maybe they Preston pushed on a little bit too much and left the left the gaps for Bright Samuel and Eze to exploit. But even so, you'd think that Preston should be doing better, and it it it's getting a little bit confusing with the the team selection. He keeps seem to give Stockley a go for, for sustained periods. They brought in Scott Sinclair, who'd probably say is one of the most talented players in the division on his day, and he was only given a 10 minutes at the weekend, um, which is quite remarkable when you think they went down to 10 men, 67 minutes, and they went till the 81st to bring on Scott Sinclair. I think he's the type of player to, to make an impact, um, and they didn't. They chose not to bring him on. Um, so, yeah, just it's, it's difficult, really, um, to see them... Hanging on to this playoff spot, as, as sad as that will be to, for James, it's, it's looking just loss after loss at the moment. And, and that one against QPR was especially damaging. And you look at what they've got coming up. Um, you'd think that this weekend, the away game against Luton looks like a must win. But then Luton have shown that they can win games now, uh, especially at home. I think they're quite a dangerous team. Then they've got home games against Cardiff and Derby, two teams that are a vying for a player spot that, that got wins at the weekend. Huddersfield and Sheffield Wednesday away. Um, Local-ish games. There might be a little bit more heat too. Um, Nottingham Forest at home, Brentford away, Birmingham home, Bristol City away. Got a tough run in. Um, yeah, you know, it's, there's not many games there I fancy them to win. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think they're, they're going to start to drop out the, the playoff race. I just... I'm struggling to see it from them. They're not getting shots in. Um, only managed ten at the weekend. When you think they played, you know, a, a quarter of the game against ten men, it's not good enough yeah. at home. I'm just think that maybe it's that they found their limit this season, um, and it, it's it's going to go down from down from here. But it's just to get your thoughts on that as well, Louis, because. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, you know, what you've said, based on Preston's form, they've got one of the worst form in the league, haven't they? And and I'm surprised that even at this stage, they've been in that sixth spot for about two or three weeks now. And I don't know how they've not been overtook yet. I know they've, you know, they've got a better goal difference than Bristol City. But yeah, I, I think it's difficult to say that they are going to finish in the playoffs just simply based on how they're, you know, how this past four weeks has gone for them. And, you know, we talk, you've just, mentioned Preston reaching their limit you know is is this their limit now they've every season you know that they've that they've reached this point where they've been six seventh eighth been in with a shout and then they've always just drifted away at the last minute and and I'm with you I think they're going to do it again unfortunately I think just simply because there's too many teams on their tail at the moment uh they've like you know they've got a, a tough a tough month ahead of them and with the likes of Millwall Cardiff um, Blackburn teams like that, even Derby to an extent now, all all on their tail and chasing. It's difficult to say that Preston are, are going to finish sixth, um, and then they've they've they're looking over the shoulder than they are looking up. There's a four point gap between them and, and Nottingham Forest, and even though Forest have been inconsistent for me this season, they've, they've still managed to manage 16 wins. I think it's just a case Preston have. They're conceding too many goals at the present. Um, got a plus five goal difference. Um, they've conceded 45 goals, which is about the second worst in the top half. Um, so they're, they're doing well to be six. But again, um, you, you worded it well saying that they've potentially 
reached their limit. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it, that unfortunately they probably will finish more like 8th or ninth for me this season. Uh, but my thoughts and feelings would be this week on Sheffield Wednesday. I don't think I've chosen them before my own club to discuss, uh, but I just think it's the right time to say that obviously Sheffield Wednesday have been absolutely abysmal since the turn of the year. We've had one good win, which was a 2-0 victory at Leeds United. Uh, we managed to claw a win past Charlton Athletic in the 95th minute only a couple of weeks ago, but every other game we've just been so inconsistent and poor with it. You know, there's not been a, any great performance other than those wins that I've mentioned. Uh, terrible run of form at the minute. If I'm really honest, I think, you know, I, I can't wait for the season to end. Uh, but with that is whether we actually stay in this division. Uh, because even though we're on a slump at the moment and we find ourselves in our lowest league position of the season in 15th. Uh, there's a nine-point gap between us and Charlton, who are in 22nd. Now, I don't think the points, you know, that, that the teams below us in, in the relegation zone will will overtake such as Sheffield Wednesday. And we'll, we would be relegated in that format, but we've still got to consider, obviously, the, the, the points deduction. And, and at the minute, the update is that it's still pending. It can still happen this season. It's most likely a nine or or 12 point deduction and I'm you know in, I'm really really and I think most Wednesdayites now are really fearing the worst that this season we would be lucky uh, to just stay in this division and you know with or without a point deduction at the moment um it's it's getting to that point where we are literally playing that badly and and I think Gary Monk said it at the weekend there's issues within the club that are rotten I don't think Gary Monk's all to blame some people are calling for his head already for me it's not got to that stage I think you should only give a manager time uh, you've got to remember he's only been here for about five months in total now um, and yes I agree that he's not helping himself with all the chopping and changing that he's doing different formations week in week out I, I'm a firm believer in consistency even when you lose sometimes it's good to keep the same team you know you win together lose together Gary Monk doesn't seem to do that you know we player has a bad game he takes him straight out I don't really know what that's doing for players confidence but for me yeah like I say season season can't the end can't come quick enough for me uh, and, and when the end does come we've got about 11, 12 players out of contract. And for me, they all need to go. We need to start fresh, uh, get new players in by exploring the loan markets again, free transfers. Obviously, we can afford to play, pay some players decent wages. Uh, but with the restrictions that we've got at the minute, with, like say, potential points deductions, it's a case of just getting this season out of the way. And if someone said to me now, you know, you'll, you'll f- finish this season with or without a points deduction, but you will be in the championship next season. I'd snap their hand off, even if that meant finishing 21st this season. Um, so yeah, it's, it's got to that point of, you know, Sheffield Wednesday fan that the, that the new decade and 2020 has just been atrocious so far. So um, it can't get much worse other than the point deduction. So I'm hoping things do pick up, but we've got a real, Real tough games coming up, starting with uh, Nottingham Forest on Saturday. So uh, let's see what happens from there. It's it's very much a waiting game, just being a, a Sheffield Wednesday fan at the moment. And, you know, it's um, a bit fearful as well. 
So, like I say, let's let's just see what happens. But that takes us into previews and predictions, Jake. Uh, first game key fixture would be Friday at quarter to eight kickoff. Uh, Fulham versus Brentford, big game. What's your thoughts on this? Yes, it's a big game. Um, I think if either one of them are going to push on for that top two, Fulham more likely at the moment they've got to win this game. You always think Fulham at Craven Cottage. Um, you've got to get behind them. Got the best home record in the league now. Twelve wins, two draws, five losses. Um, which yeah, it's just just slightly better than Derby and Leeds, albeit Leeds played one fewer get uh, match at home. They got the best home record. Um, Brentford, uh, okay away from home. Got seven wins from nineteen games, which which gives them a top six position uh, away from home. But yeah, I think it's you've got got to think Fulham are going to see us as an opportunity to win. Um, I still still prefer Brentford as a team, but um, yeah, I think I'm going to sit on the fence here. I think I'm going to go two all draw, but I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, it should be a good game, this one. Um, you know that I'm an admirer of Brentford as well. I love their forward line and the players, and I think that we said earlier they can switch it on, but I don't know why. I just think Fulham at home, Friday night, you touched on it already, best home form in the league, capable of beating anybody. I'm going to predict a 2-1 to Fulham in this one. Um, but yeah, I think there'll be goals as well, like you. Um, it really could go either way. But if I were having a bet, like I say, 2-1 to, to Fulham for me in this one. That takes us into Saturday. Uh, another key fixture, 3 o'clock, Blackburn versus Bristol City. What's your prediction for this? Yeah, I've not really been big on Bristol City recently. I, I think that they're falling away, similar to Preston. Although they've managed to buck that trend with a couple of, of good Good draws against Millwall. We obviously saw what they did to Nottingham Forest. Um, going away to the Den and getting a one-all draw there was obviously a good good result. And then drawing at home to Fulham, um, another good result. Um, although they didn't take any points, um, didn't get any wins. So you know, two points from from two games. They've been better off winning one and losing one, as we often say. But they, mm. they've bucked that trend. Um, Blackburn have been on these runs of really good form. Obviously, had a, quite a heavy defeat at the weekend, which is. It's a little bit out of character. I didn't really see that one coming for them. Um, um, I've actually, t- similar to last season, I've actually got a little bit of money on Blackburn getting into the playoffs. So mm. f- f- the fact that I, I, since I've done that, they've not picked up any points <laughs> that they had prior. Um, but there's still only yeah. three points off it. And, and you'd think um, at home that, that they should have enough to beat um, Bristol City. Blackburn won eight games at home. Um which gives them the seventh best home record, and Bristol City uh, have actually got the fourth best away record, but um, lost two of their last three away from home. Um, they don't score many um, either, but they're, they're normally quite quite solid. Um, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm going to go for the Blackburn win. I, I I think they should have enough to to beat Bristol um, City at the weekend. I think Armstrong is due a good game. I think he was particularly poor at the weekend, but I reckon he might bounce back here. So yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 Blackburn. Yeah, it's uh, interesting this one because <laughs> neither team, Blackburn, like you say, they've, they've not won in four games. Bristol City haven't won in five. Uh, can't believe I'm saying that about two teams, really, what are in the playoff chase. But Blackburn, if they win this, it'll it mix it up again completely. They'll overtake uh, Bristol City, but because it's so difficult to predict this game, I'm just guessing that one 
one, if I'm honest. I'm sitting on the fence there, I know, uh, but I'm going to go one one in this one, particularly after Blackburn's you know three 0 loss, confidence will be low um, after losing against Derby, like I say. And yeah, it's it's just a difficult game to predict. But in many ways, I hope Blackburn do get the win, just to just to you know mix it up again a little bit and uh, and keep the you know the likes of Forrest and, and Preston on their toes. Uh, but then the other game at three o'clock to predict, Jake, is Huddersfield versus Wigan. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think this this is a another good good game with two teams at the bottom of the table. Um, I think Huddersfield pulled quite nicely clear of it um, under the Cowley brothers, and I, I'd be surprised if they got sucked back in. I think the same for Wigan, really. Um, if we look at Huddersfield um, at home, they, they're pretty good at home. Won three of the last uh, four, um, including wins against um, QPR, Bristol City and Charlton. Uh, conceding only one game across those two matches. Uh, sandwich in between that was a 3-0 defeat by Cardiff, so not sure we could read too much into it. But you know, they've taken 26, um, 26 points at home, 26 out of 42. So they're, they're pretty good at good at home. And I think that, that Wigan's away form, although they got that that crazy... Uh, they've <laughs> won three of the last four, which has really bucked mm. any trend um, that they previously had, uh, including wins against West Brom, Reading and Leeds. Um, I still think they're not the best on the, on on the road, uh, and I think I'm gonna go for a Huddersfield win. Yeah, this is again difficult for me. I've I'd, I'd, any other time I'd, I'd tip Huddersfield being at home. Uh, I know they've won two out of the last three, like you said. Uh, Wigan, ah, they're un, they're unbeaten in six or seven. I can't believe it. I I remember saying about three weeks ago that for me Wigan Wigan was certain to go down this season, and I can't believe that they're form how they've turned it round so well um it's unbelievable so i'm gonna just stick to for that fact stick to a 1-1 draw in this one um huddersfield i'd probably expect to win being at home but yeah just just wigan keeps surprising me week in week out so um i'm gonna go for 1-1 in this one as well uh, but unfortunately we have reached the end of the show uh, if you'd like to let our listeners know how they can find you online jake now be a good time yeah, you can get me on Twitter at Jake Japan with two ends. I was on the Premier League show yesterday, uh, talking a bit about Newcastle and what's going on there and the uh, other stuff going on in the Premier League. So give that one a listen. And I've been your host at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. Please remember to follow the show at Championship Pod, where we post each show to our pin tweet. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time for more Championship chat. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.